into that. They still years later, it's still funny. Yeah, I uh, I just typed yesterday "good in you," and then I said "to be fair" in two different tweets, and this guy goes, "I knew it." And uh, next thing you know, we're talking letter candy. I said, "Wish you weren't so freaking awkward, bud." <laughs> that was my reply. It was a great reply. The uh, the backpack show where we discuss Letter Kenny, a uh, show that very few Canadians actually like, but uh, Americans love to watch. I don't know what it's about. It it's just unbelievably quoted, quotable. Um, I don't know. It's actually hard to quote because of all the it's like rapid fire dialogue. I have to keep the subtitles on, <laughs> not because they're Canadian, but because they just talk so fast. Talk so fast and work in so many pop culture references that I miss. Uh, listen, I'm going to put on my VR goggles. Okay. Wait, who's that? I say. Your mom. My mom's here. <laughs> My mom's here, but I, we have a guest. That was a sure that was a great do. transition for a guest that you just threw for the your mom joke. Couldn't help um, it. You should know I'll always go for the your mom joke. So we have Stephanie Greenall today. She's co-producer of VRTO 2021, an international spatial media symposium, and Five Rs. We're going to talk about that one too. That's another event, and um, we're just going to talk all about AR VR. She's also a former ballerina. Right. Well, I think the first one we've had on, right? We've had dancers on, had but I don't know ballerinas, you know, not enough plie. Um, <laughs> so with regards to five hours, by the way, I thought that was Molson Core saying we're just going to take one out of every six pack. It's going to be a five hour from now on. Why are you ending it before we start? Hi, everyone. Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz welcoming you to the Backpack Show. Your hosts, Chris Brogan, Kerry Gargone, Boom Shakalaka. Backpack Show. That's the best. You're like, you know what? I'm second thought. Show's over. Right, show's Hi, Elizabeth. Over. <laughs> I actually love when your parents come, and I love that they come, even though now the show is so much earlier for them than it was over the summer. Like, I don't. It's even better. Uh, Coach Woodard's here. Coach gave me some incredible feedback for what we got to do to make Owner Insider better. So thank you for that, Coach. I, I read your tome um, and I uh, will absorb it. Appreciate that. Um, show must have peaked early. Yeah, well, we had so much fun with <laughs> Stephanie backstage that you don't even get to see the show. F this I'm show. always saying that the backstage is the best. It's the best thing. It, listen, if you want to make a show like this, you can. Just go to seabrogan.me slash streamyard. You just have to you know, put the show together, have a great guest, have an incredible co-host. But... Mm. The button pushing is so easy. Seabrogan.me slash streamyard. Uh, maybe that's too much work. Maybe you don't, or you're not as attractive as Carrie. You could just get yourself an audio podcast. Go to castos.com. You can put your peas in their pod. Castos.com. Make your own cool <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, want, I can't yellow card you for saying that I'm good looking, but like I kind of feel like I should, but I won't. Mm, I hear that. Um, I only have three ad reads. Read them now or in the middle? What do you think? What do you want to do? In the middle. Let's talk to Stephanie. Let's do in the middle. Let's get Stephanie out here. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, we're the best. So <laughs> if we're going to go over to VR Toronto, what are we going to see there? What's 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 the VRTO show uh, going to be about? Um, well, it finished up in June, uh, but we are going to well, do it. When we were going to go back in the past. Yeah. The we're going to go back in the past. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. It's uh, it, we did it as a virtual show, obviously, because COVID had a massive effect on the world. And we thought we were typically a physical event in Toronto, a uh, think tank. We brought in people from all walks of life that were working in the immersive field um, or could be, you know, brought in to talk and inspire others who are working in immersive. Um, 
and we would do it in Toronto and it would be great. But because of COVID, we're like, this is VR. We're going to have to, this is any time that we're going to have to prove ourselves that we can do this in VR, we're going to do it. Um, so this is actually what you're seeing here is our virtual space. Uh, we decided to call it the flotilla because it was connecting a lot of different spaces and uh, like virtual worlds together. Uh, so we decided to build a custom, almost like a flying airship um, and then connected different worlds that we had, different artists build, different companies. Some of our sponsors came in and build virtual worlds because we found it was better to, you know, interact with people. Um, it was hard. We, you know, instead of doing Zoom walls, uh, which we've all been trapped in for the last little while, we wanted to, you know, showcase interaction. How can you kind of meet up with someone in a spatialized web and spatialized area, and and have a conversation? So you could be an avatar. We did our, you know, talks in VR, and it was also we, we focused on accessibility, as well. So. We used Mozilla Hubs. Um, shout out to Amber. Amber Osborne, <laughs> yep. Miss Destructo on Twitter. Yep. Um, so we worked with uh, Mozilla Hubs and we built out these custom spaces and we loved that they were accessible on a VR headset. Um, but if you didn't have one, you could access it on a iPad, uh, any mobile device, you could use it on your computer. So anyone essentially could experience this, uh, which was great. What's the purpose of these shows? Like, you know, you're going to roll into the, your new show, Five Hours, which is, you know, in a couple of months, so people can come and plan to go to that. Why are you doing this? What, what do people need to get from these shows and, and what happens there? So Fivers is a lot different. Fivers is more of a consumer-based uh, okay. front-facing show. Mm -hmm. So for five hours, if you think of like film festivals and events and it's people creating content with this platform. Um, and we showcase a lot of 360 films as well as interactive pieces. So mm -hmm. a lot of people who, you know, when everyone came out with the, the the GoPros and was making these 360 pieces and they were really excited. And then so people started to say, you know, well, 360 is dead but it can't, it's not. Um, one of the most important things about the Five Hours Festival is how it captures just like the cultural representations around the world. We are so incredibly lucky that we get all of these submissions from different countries that I would never think to, like I don't know they even knew about us. We've had um, dance pieces from a group of women in Qatar have sent us you know, a 360 video, we've had you know, different corners of the, the earth. We had uh, Spain, they were showcasing a religious parade that happens every year. And it was the first year, that, I think this year, that they, they couldn't have it obviously because of COVID, but they had recorded it in 360 the previous year. So we were able to actually watch this moment that probably won't be the same again. Um, so that becomes this incredible kind of pockets of memories and and cultures that we can revisit how has it changed over the years it's not like if for some people they're discovering it now for the first time five hours in your other event but it's actually been going on for a while it has i i mean the first the first couple of years were people were excited i think when you were talking about vr Six six years ago, people were like, what is that? I want to try it. Um, and a lot of people were scared off by 
their first experience because you know you got nauseous. No one understood the the me- the mechanics or the grammar of how to create this content. So everyone was throwing up. You're on. It's you're everyone's seasick. It's brutal. Um, it's definitely streamlining the content now. Um, people have found ways to move the cameras to create the content to 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 do storytelling in a different way um, has become incredible to watch as artists and film directors and game designers have all kind of come together um, to produce these pieces. So it's it's definitely seeing the content grow um, and watching people come into this industry from a different place. I've never really met someone who was like, I'm a VR designer or and they, this is the first thing I wanted to do or this is where I, I've spent you know, the majority of my career, a lot of people that we meet, especially that are younger have come from, you know, they've come from theater, they've come from video games, they've come from, um, you know, we've had opera singers, we've had sound designers, everyone comes from a different area or different industry and has found this and come together to create, to create these, these new pieces in this medium. So it's been really interesting to watch that kind of build. How has it changed for the for the attendees? Like I would imagine that as the technology develops and you're showcasing it, you're actually incorporating it into the experience and how you put on the show itself. Yes, yeah, so we have a lot of pieces that when we get them, it's usually we're reviewing, our team reviews them in our offices and we've got different headsets to test different pieces. Um, but for... <laughs> we have a different for uh, different experiences. So we, we watch them. Now, a lot of them, when they come to us, they come with a description of not just the piece that you'll be experiencing or watching, but how's the best way to set it up? How how has the initial idea or the creative built an experience before you go in to the experience? So we're building, um, we had one that was about uh, where thoughts go um, that was done by Lucas Rosado. And Instead, of, we didn't just show the piece, but we built this beautiful tent around it with lights and pillows, and you went into this gorgeous tent. So the festival, being when it's physical, definitely has a lot of visuals, and each experience we build out into these little worlds. And then, because again, when we were watching um, these festivals grow, not just five hours. me right now. <laughs> I broke my microphone. Keep going. <laughs> I was saying, you know, when we, we've watched these festivals grow, a lot of them, they started off with people in swivel chairs with headsets and people get really nervous about being watched. Um, oh, interesting. Even now, it's, like. It's still, I mean, I have no shame. I have to do VR a lot. <laughs> I'm on the subway, but like I've got to review pieces or I'm generally checking something out that I'm really excited about. I'll have a headset on and I'm the only crazy, like there's probably pictures on Reddit of some crazy woman wearing a <laughs> VR headset. That's probably me or at the airport. Like <laughs> That's where you'll find me. Um, Elizabeth wants to know if there's a way to watch the best of show movies from the conference. Um, there isn't at the moment. Um, typically they, we have the tickets. We do, an online we're going to be do there'll be some announcements coming up that I don't want to kind of give away right, today sure. um but there will be ways to watch the show virtually we did do it virtually last year um this year will be 
a little more interesting, um, but people will be able to watch it globally. And uh, we don't have the back catalog for previous years, but we will have a new a new selection. Cody says people's anxiety with being watched all the time is a big reason for Zoom fatigue. That's so true. Like there's mm -hmm. 15 or 30 boxes on the screen, but you know, somebody's like looking at you. So you have to keep that cautiously optimistic look. You don't want to scratch your nose. You don't want to be. No. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to react the way that you feel inside because mm -hmm. that will give it away. Yeah. No, I totally get it. So do you then find that people are looking more for, like, what do you think the mainstream is more interested in right now? Augmented reality or virtual reality? Or are they both seeing an upswing? I think they're both seeing an upswing. I think um, a lot of people, obviously, Pokemon Go um, was a huge um excitement for consumers in the industry to see a little bit of what this could be um, and then we yeah, I mean it's a little bit of money um, and then you've got the snap filters and Insta like all of these different platforms allow people to play and share content um, so a lot of people are excited about it um, but you also have you know VR and with the launch of the quest has been a huge you know huge difference to the industry um, like for me personally, like I'm so used to being tethered to wires and I had to set up my, um, I have a HTC Vive and I forgot how much work it was just to untangle myself, to set it back up again versus my quest. I just keep on my desk and I put it on and I'm in a game or I'm in a meeting or I'm, you know, working out. Um, so it's, it's becoming easier. Uh, it's getting cheaper. You don't have to have a high powered PC. You don't need to have all the bells and whistles. So it's becoming more accessible. You know, are you going to buy a, a gaming console or are you going to buy a headset? You can probably buy, you know, there's, there's, there's more room there now. But like you're pointing out, there's more than just games. You can use it for exercise. You can use it for work. Yep. I was very hesitant about the whole working out. Um, I was not excited about it. I didn't want to do it. I thought it would be sweaty and gross. Um, and like uh, working out generally, <laughs> just like generally, but it's having things stuck to my face. Um, mm -hmm. But then I was brought in by Amber Osborne and uh, Karen Maliki Sanchez, who is actually the founder of VRTO and Five Rs, and we put together a leaderboard, and it is one of the best workouts. I have a Peloton, but I do love my, like, I love my Supernatural. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty intense. Chris, you're muted now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just doesn't want to talk to me. He's mad. He's going to be mad. I'm having such a, a microphone problem. Look, <laughs> do you, you hear me, right? Like, see that red? Mm -hmm. That means mute. Green Maybe. means unmute. Yeah, we hear you both ways. Yep, you're, you're good. Fuck you, microphone. <laughs> Okay, um, so I was just a word between me and my microphone. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say yeah. um, my my fifteen and a half year old and my ex wife are now doing uh, um, therapy sessions through VR. Amazing, and yeah. Fifteen year old who loves gaming has an expensive as all hell gaming rig, hates it. <laughs> uh, the ex wife loves it. The ex wife said, "I've never done meditation very well. I'm really crappy at meditating." She goes, "I used a VR meditation program and I kicked its ass." Which I don't think is how you're supposed to meditate. Like, I don't think you're supposed to ask to competitively to meditate. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that, but it, she had a really good experience with it. And I'm just mm -hmm. thinking, uh, when you said that about 
you're the first time like AR mm-hmm. VR has been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not new. <laughs> and I always say mean things about it because, you know, uh, I've gone to all the virtual conferences before. I, I went to virtual trade shows in the late nineties when they were the worst they could have ever been. And I went to second <laughs> life when it was the second worst it could have ever been. Yeah. And um, I still have that feeling like just still not quite nailing it. Although yours look, you know, even mm-hmm. better. Uh, but when you said, oh, but it's just sitting there in the corner of my desk and I could just throw it on any old time. That's the first time I ever, ever thought, maybe I'll, I want to just check it out again and see what's going on. So That was a huge barrier. Stephanie, when do we get there? When do we get to the, it's just on the corner of my desk, I could just use it. I'll send you my kids one because they're not Yeah, get a, get a Quest. <laughs> Quest 2. Quest 2 is out and uh, it's it's easy. You just, you know, you pick it up. Um, typically when you you have like the tethered one or the wired one, you've got to send set up your guardians. You have to make sure the towers aren't, you know, the sensors aren't you know, getting blocked by anything and knocking stuff over. I've got a dog running into me versus the quest remembers the room I'm in. It was like, oh, this is your guardian. Don't hit the television um, again. Um, so, <laughs> again. <laughs> but it's great. Like we, we've been playing a lot of different games and I was always worried about timing of like, well, is there going to be issues if I'm in too long or too short? And, and we did a game for two hours the other night. Um, the only issue was that um, the Quest 1 is a little bit heavier than the Quest 2. So my neck was a little bit sore. But I was also like hunched over like this the whole time. So I think it might have been a bit of a user error on my side. I'm waiting um, for insurance companies to be like, if mm. you have a Quest, we're going to charge you more. Yeah. Because <laughs> see all the moronic things people do. <laughs> yeah. Just another thing for people who haven't really gotten involved in uh, VR, one great thing to search uh, YouTube for are people playing VR horror games. There oh, is that is no greater joy. We do, because we review a lot of, con- we're, we're very lucky to get to watch pieces from around the world of all different genres. And I'm usually the default for, check out the horror pieces. I love horror films. Um, but sometimes one sneaks through and I don't get to, <laughs> Don't have to vet it first. And uh, a good friend of mine on the uh, when we we're reviewing them definitely let out a few screams in the office because he wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, but I'm it's, all there for that. And it's interesting yeah. because the people who love horror are the most scared of VR horror because the anticipation in your body is just it just it builds up. Like I remember watching a piece and it was uh, and actually a game in in, in back in like Samsung uh, Gear VR days where you were a detective going into the minds of serial killers and you would try and solve the puzzles. And I was essentially in a dark room trying to find uh, clues in this drawer. And all of a sudden out of the corner of my my eye, I could see something roll and I heard because of the spatialized audio, just I hear the sound go long. So I looked down and it's an eyeball. I pulled that thing so fast off my head and I had to sit there and it was like a beautiful sunny Sunday, you know, summer afternoon. And I'm sitting there like, Oh my God. You're traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Absolute Again, God, no, I did not put that on YouTube, but um, there's, there's Where's definitely the a lot to be said for how much you feel in VR. That's something else. When we come back from break, we've got some questions about, uh, your ballerina experience. I will tell you about my, my VR horror um, and a bit more. Hang on, Stephanie. We'll be right back. We have less than 60 seconds of ads, so don't get up and go pee. That's crazy. You have less than 60 seconds. Don't tell people they can't pee. If they don't pee. Go, they gotta go. Hey, look, 
you send your backpack show catheter. <laughs> yeah, the monogram catheter. Uh, <laughs> hey, you want a dot online domain? You can get one. Cbrogan.me slash online. Use Chris all caps. You get a dot online domain for 99 cents. You can get rolling eyeball dot online. That code is in all caps. All caps. <laughs> you can do it. Um, pre-search. You want to search something that's not Google? Just go to presearch.com. You can have a really cool search experience. You can earn crypto coins as long as you remember to log in like someone forgot. Um, and <laughs> it's a really me. fun search experience. Presearch.com. A little bit of crypto, a little bit of uh, sticking it to Google all in one app. Love it. We have a new sponsor, Elevation Financial. This sponsor is, you want to learn a little tiny bit about money. Your man, Michael Reynolds, is able to help in virtually all 50 states in the United States. It's a socially conscious business owner kind of capital. So you can make sure that not only are you getting your money taken care of, but you're watching the world. They do holistic financial planning and whatever ESG investing is. I'll get it one of these years. <laughs> you can research. Look at research. I know. Well, it says it aligns <laughs> your money with a positive impact on the environment and on progressive social well, There values. you go. So maybe you invest in businesses that are doing like right by the environment and stuff. Michael, of course, replays this and he, he's thinking, well, how do you read it like this? <laughs> but, you know, little do you know. I'm uh, waiting look, for it to boil down to, hey, do you have some money? Do you want to turn it into more money? <laughs> Check money. Out. Michael yeah. Reynolds will make you money. Um, <laughs> listen, though, go to elevationfinancial.com and he'll give you a free complimentary money session and you can get some sessioned money. Money sessions. <laughs> elevationfinancial.com. Oh, he'll tell you stuff about money. I don't oh know. Oh my God. Coach Woodard says old guys take longer than 60 seconds to pee. <laughs> well, I got news go. for you. Young women take a lot longer than that to pee. All right, let's Wait get off for of one woman. Disney World. So there I, was gonna I stayed put. I didn't go anywhere. No, thank you. Here. Yes, thank you for I'm that. Beach, New Hampshire, and uh, I'm in a. It's that one where you get to walk. The, it's a buildings uh, simulator, and it's like a super boring old available to people game where you get to walk the plank. Though you get to go walk out on the flagpole yeah. on the side of a building. So they put a two by four on the ground. So mm -hmm. you have to step on the two by four. You know, and that lines up with the way the game goes. I know that that means I'm only two inches off the ground, literally two inches off the ground. That's, I know this. I have a headset on. I know that I'm standing in a room in a beach and I'm looking at this vast city around me in the headset. Yet. I couldn't take <laughs> a step. I, I got like part of one leg out under that pole and my leg starts vibrating. <laughs> my brain says, you are going to die right now. Right now is when you die. You're going to slip. You're going to fall. You're going to be the first death ever in a room on a flat ground. It's like the Matrix, right? If your head thinks you die, are you going to die? Even if it's only you two die in inches? GR, you die in real life. That's, I've seen those shirts everywhere. You say that, you oh say that at trade shows, that would be so good. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, you get a whole different crowd of people coming to your events then. So, can you do a plie in um, a VR application? You can if you have um, like a haptic suit or a motion, a motion capture suit. I see. Um, yeah, if you got sensors and put them on your, I guess your knees and your hips and your ankles, and uh, it can record it. We did actually at VRTO, we did these these tours of all these virtual worlds, and we went to Somnium Space, uh, which is a world uh, that's built on like cryptocurrency as well. And and uh, our tour, who is the the CEO, decided he's like, I'm going to take you on a tour, and I'm going to be wearing you know this this motion capture suit. And his whole body was, you know, captured by his avatar. And it was really neat. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. So I'm waiting till those are a little bit cheaper. And then I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll buy one for my home office. I will not because I don't want my game to be like, hey, your ass is getting really big. So <laughs> maybe take it easy on the Starbucks. 
<laughs> now, are you still actively doing ballet stuff, or is this an in the I'm past you not. did? Um, I was dancing for probably about 20 years. Um, I stopped mainly because I, I did end up having an accident, um, which I ended up having to relearn how to walk twice, I think, which also VR played a big, big part in that as well. Um, but I, I, I definitely love, like I miss dancing. I, I'm definitely hoping to go back. Um, probably won't be professional or competitive, but I would like to get back into a studio again. Twice, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. I got hit by a car crossing the street. That's awful. And I don't recommend it. <laughs> no. Then it backed up. Yeah. No, I did one of those like over the hood. Um, my shoes didn't fly off though. So it wasn't like a cartoon experience. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how does the VR work for that? Are you like, do you connect up like you're talking about with sensors on different parts of your body? No, it was, it was really bizarre. Like as a dancer, you're so used to training the muscle and that is what you're taught. You need to build the muscle. You need to work this part of your body. You need to train. And that goes for any kind of physical sport or athlete. And that's the only mindset that I had. Um, for me, I was then misunderstanding that I had to also, I didn't understand that I had to train my brain again because I'd forgotten how to walk. I could mentally move forward, but if you were to bump into me, I would not know how to step backwards. So I would just collapse. Um, so when it came to VR and understanding, um, even looking at a lot of these like rhythm games that come, have come out and, and fitness games like Supernatural, they force you to start thinking about this in your body. And these games are actually being made and designed, not just by game designers, but you know people who are Tai Chi masters, they're kinesiologists, they're also dancers. So they know that they're creating these games without destroying or harming the body. Because a lot of the times the beat maps or how they're designed, the designer will be like, oh, these will be great. You know, you got to do the hit this target and this target. <laughs> and then someone in the QA process who's, you know, works more with kinesiology is going to be like, you will kill someone or they will dislocate their shoulder if they try to do this. Um, so I definitely started using VR again in that manner just to retrain my brain on how I needed to move my body because I had to think about it. I had to, I had to stop being in my head about it, which was really interesting. Elizabeth says, always enjoy hearing from guests about how much they overcome to be where they are and why they do what they do. So thanks for sharing that with us. That's intense. So you live and breathe this all the time. I mean, this is your this is your gig. This is the thing. So like with VRTO, for instance, you have a, a meetup, you have people showing up, you've got your list of, you know, the kinds of things people need to pick up to get started just so you'd never have to answer the facts ever again. Um, what are the conversations right now? What happens in the we just need to and if only we and that sort of a thing? What's the pressing stuff going on in VR space right now? Um, right now, it's definitely like for me, I'm looking a lot of, at the social aspect because of the obviously the, you know, people are so worried that VR was such an isolation, you know, that you put the headset on, you're there by yourself. Um, for me, it's proving that it's not just that and showcasing and looking at games and experiences that are building these worlds and virtual worlds are popping up all over the place. Um, alt space is huge. Um, and I remember like I, 
I attended the first wedding that was in VR years ago and actually made it into Time magazine. Um, and then unfortunately, like it had, uh, I, I don't know what had happened, but um, Microsoft ended up purchasing it and kind of revitalizing it. Um, and people are building these worlds and these relationships in these virtual spaces. And before COVID, I think people were really uncomfortable that weren't an, a part of that conversation. And now that we're in COVID, people are, you know, you couldn't buy a Quest during the first part no. of COVID. Like they, you know, we're all sitting there and we're so excited. We're like, this is when VR is going to shine. And then we're like, no one can get a headset. So it was very mind. sketchy. We like got it off of Facebook marketplace and had to meet outside in a parking lot. And like, cause you know, for social distancing, but it felt mm -hmm. really sketchy. <laughs> I'm amazed yeah. we didn't get some interest from local law enforcement. Yeah. And, and, and healthcare applications are huge. Um, I've watched companies grow. Um, we had, uh, two two gentlemen one uh, a doctor and one that was a, a game designer i believe that came to our conference years ago and they met and then the following year they actually invited to speak because they had created a new company called mri and so the the company itself was designed because you have to sedate children for uh mris a lot of the time because they, they just won't stay still and unfortunately you do there is a you know a high, higher death rate uh, among uh, sedation with children. So they decided they would create this virtual experience called Emma Rye. And Emma was a fairy and you would go through this experience and you would learn to stay still. So Emma could collect the fairy dust and they would go through. And then when they did the MRI, they weren't scared. They weren't terrified and they didn't have to sedate any kids. And it's been similar experiences with kids in burn units watching uh, different VR experiences. They don't have to sedate them because they have to change, you know, kids' bandages in burn units uh, daily, I believe. So it's it's been incredible to watch just how big of a difference that this can make in so many different uh, industries and for so many different people. Right. Spaces like PTSD, for instance, are dealing with that. There's a lot of spaces where they say that when you said burns, that's the one that connected in my mm -hmm. head was there's so many people that, you know, you, you just got to lay there. It's like the least pleasant way to you know try to exist. And, yeah. yeah. And also Level X is doing some really cool things using games to train physicians and surgeons to do like less common procedures that are very intricately, you know, there's a lot of detail to it and you definitely don't want to screw it up the one time in a thousand, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. So really we had a doctor that was that. using uh, essentially holograms that was doing spinal surgeries this year, which was really interesting. Oh, really? So, mm -hmm. so we're, I think we're going to, well, you can tell me what you think, but I think <laughs> we're going to start seeing it in those areas first where the value proposition is so clear and then see it moving into like more consumer-based areas, sort of like in Minority Report. What we saw. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's waiting for like the Matrix. They're waiting for Tron. I get Ready Player One questions. My family's like, when do the contact lenses come out? And it's just like, <laughs> not yet. I think I'm gonna start playing like April Fool Fool's jokes and be like, here are your VR contact lenses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The the whole concept of uh, social. I mean, I met my ex-wife in a chat room. It's not going to be a lot of people meet each other in places like, you know, you know, wow or somewhere. So it's not going to be that tricky or so weird after a short amount of time. It'll be a little weirder still when we start falling in love with AR, like in William Gibson's Adoru. But that's a few more years off. Oh, I'm sure, sure it's happening. So 
Yeah. So we're at the spot where we do a couple of things that we do every single episode. One of them is we're going to do the person. Oh, and here's our person of the day. Kaboom! I think I'm going to give it to Elizabeth Quintanilla. Yay! A whole lot of good things and questions and feedback. So that was a good one. Give it to Elizabeth. I hope you she saw it. She has like a 9.30 a.m. meeting in yeah, Central Time. So. <laughs> so we'll have to send her her apple. We'll have to mail it in. All right. <laughs> so Stephanie Greenall, we ask every single guest this same question, which is what goes in your backpack? Everybody from Sir Mix-a-Lot to Sister Anne Flanagan to Mistress Montana herself. Everybody has had a chance oh, to Mistress answer Montana. this question. That's the other one we couldn't think of the other day. Um the question is what goes in your backpack so this could be anything from something physical to something metaphorical uh, Carrie, I, originally, yeah, I was going to say originally nope. I was going to say snacks but snacks no. is a great answer snacks always. is such a good answer if you can be more specific I would oh, no, I'm not imagine you getting down on some beef jerky <laughs> <laughs> plantain chips like what are we looking at it's <laughs> no I was going to say snacks because I, I get to the point where people tend to anytime I travel with someone they bring me extra snacks so it goes in their backpack oh. Oh, I, I don't share snacks. I'm like, hell no. No, I need <laughs> to I'm like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> we no, won't I travel think, well together. I think my answer, I actually have it, is um, this is my cane. This is his, this, his name's Colonel Sturdy. And I don't use it anymore. I'm actually healed. But um, it's something that showcases to me perseverance. Um, I remember going to a lot of the hospitals and medical appointments and seeing people who had the same surgery that I did, we all went in in the same day, essentially, and they they weren't off their crutches, they weren't out of their wheelchairs, they weren't off their canes, because they weren't doing the work. And I just remember, you know, I had my dad constantly, like I had moved home, and he was he made sure that I did, you know, all my exercises and it doesn't matter how hard it is. You don't want to get out of a bed. I know what that feels like, but you have to do it. Um, you have to kind of persevere no matter any of these obstacles. So that's kind of, you know, it's always my reminder for that. Um, so I keep it here um, just just to know where I've been and that, you know, you can keep moving forward. Kane is a good one. We have yeah. a last minute question from Cody. He wants to know your thoughts on Code Nico, our digitally rendered creatures, the future. Oh, like virtual humans. Yeah, they're, um, I actually made a couple um, that I had uh, started playing with. They're, they blew up, a, again, the whole COVID thing was really interested with the virtual humans because they could transcend COVID. You could see um, little Michaela, who's been the really, really big one. Um, you know, she's going out in LA, she's going out for dinner, she's meeting her virtual friends, you get that almost built up FOMO um, around these characters. Um, and then you've got, you know, Komiko, which is uh, done by, I can't remember the, the, the company, but they, um, yeah, people are able to hide behind these avatars. It's, or produce characters for their companies, or it's, it's becoming so really, really <laughs> Is that when he asked that question, it, it shot right by my head. But he means like like from even years ago, like Hatsune Miko. These are like the Adoru. Mm -hmm. So that was the thing I was saying about William Gibson's Adoru is that people have this thing where they fall in love with non-human entities or whatnot. I mean, you see these articles all the time of people. I mean, there was one two years ago. Someone married a ghost, right. um, which that seems ridiculous. Um, she divorced. Terms, she did. She did divorce him. Um, <laughs> But these virtual humans, like these characters, like if you look at, was it uh, the latest Blade Runner? Mm -hmm. 
as well. Like she was a hologram um, and they had made that connection. So it's, I would love to laugh about it, but at the same time, these characters in these, these avatars are, be are becoming so real and people are having these, these conversations, especially with the advancement in AI, they're, they're having these conversations, these relationships, this, this Man. comfort. I don't know with... what Picard would make of all this. I know. Because it'd be like, I wouldn't divorce an AI. I'd be like, you're gone. <laughs> you can just turn it off. It's fine. Yep. Um, Save me yeah, thousands like... of dollars. <laughs> there. And a ghost. Uh... I would just get some sage. <laughs> a young priest and an old priest. Whatever I had to do. I would have no, yeah. yeah. The future is going to be, I would love to predict it. I would love to say this is exact, exactly what's going to happen. You know, but I don't like it's it keeps changing so quickly and things are being built. You know, we've got Unreal's um, metahumans and they're building, you know, they're phenomenal and they're 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 not difficult to to use and to build. So, I, you know, my recommendation would be if anyone's really interested in it, go play with the technology, go learn, go find some tutorials online and and learn about it and you can and, turn your girl up and make her more aggressive turn it down <laughs> make her more demure i mean so many options i mean with the black wow. mirror episodes they they've, they've definitely covered all of these kind of different aspects and they even West said too, um, with with black mirror they said they couldn't even make a black mirror this this year because right. the world was too dark <laughs> can We're you not imagine even go there this they're gonna make a bunny show next well, yeah. you know, I have one big prediction for where virtual and, and things are going to go for the future. And first off, you got to go to five hours because if you don't go there, then you're going to miss the art side. You'll of see it. some That's amazing stuff. Yeah. Five hours.net. And, you know, the other show I would go to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A mocap suit for me. You could probably get something cheaper than 30000 <laughs> Even cheaper. Um, but I'll tell you one place where you could go to learn a bit more about this is. Um, Was it .net or .org? Uh, 